folks. Welcome to Paths to Restoration. I'm Ed Szeski, the author of Reconnect, Spiritual Restoration from Digital Distraction. And I'm recording a few days after Christmas uh, toward the tail end of 2020, which will be mercifully over soon. And um, I'm here in my office. I've got a, a smudgy pastel drawing behind me. Uh, which can only mean that I am more or less on vacation. So I've been uh, away from from writing and blogging and emailing and podcasting, all that stuff for uh, a little while now. And I wanted to just to drop in uh, because I, I love New Year's, not because I like cheap champagne, although there's nothing wrong with cheap champagne. Um, I love New Year's because it is this um, artificial... Uh, transition point or kind of pivot point in the year that I think it's really useful uh, from the standpoint of reflection and of looking back over the past year to see uh, what worked, what didn't work, and then what do I want the next year to look like? And, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of, of resolutions and things like that where it's all aspirational and a lot of it targets our, our motivation, but I, I do think that having a chance to evaluate the past year can be a really helpful thing to think about, okay, like what, what would I like to try to stop doing and what would I like to start doing more of? And I think if we take a more incremental, slow approach to things, that can be really good for our souls and for our, um, our spiritual health, our mental health, uh, you know, if you're like me, I mean, I think leading up to, well, if you're in America, at least, and you're like me, um, which I guess would make you like me, uh, I definitely was on social media and used my phone a little bit more leading up to the election in November. And so I've, I've been trying to really like get off of it and, and, you know, I, I posted a lot less, uh, since the election in November, uh, mostly from the standpoint of just, I don't want a reason to go back. You know, I don't want to have to go back and reply to comments or whatever. Um, or just wonder how people responded to something I wrote. So, um, I'm trying to do like a little bit of a course correct, uh, on that level. And then I think on a wider, like year to year level, we can also do some course corrects and things like that. And, and, uh, honestly, I'm already kind of in, a little bit of a, a, a switch, like a shift in my own practices, my own uh, daily routines. And I just wanted to talk about that, not because I have a great plan, because I think I, you know we're always changing and modifying things and finding out what works, what doesn't work. Um, and I'm, I'm screwing things up plenty. And um, But part of this is that I think if I can figure out something that works for my brain, then maybe you can figure out something that works for your brain. And so you know, hearing how I do things might give you some thoughts on what might work for you to help you as you plan a new year that will hopefully include a, a vaccine and, uh, you know, being able to go out and, you know, go to church without worrying about getting a, a deadly plague that's killed over 300,000 Americans right now. Anyway, getting ready for the new year. What, you know, what are we up to? What's, what, what could help us out? You know, for me, the the big shift that I've been going through in 2020, and then I think we'll also continue in the 2021, is uh, moving my prayer time from afternoons to more in the morning when there are less distractions, there's less less going on. Uh, my kids are getting older, so the whole like afternoon nap or afternoon quiet time is 
not really a thing anymore. I'm there's going to, you know, no matter what I do in the afternoon, I'm going to have company. Um, unless my wife is, is with the kids. And, you know, these days with just our, our schedule, we're both working at home. The kids are, you know, work, are schooling at home, um, just doesn't work. So for the foreseeable future, and I think that, you know, I think there's no reason why this wouldn't continue for a while is I've really moved my prayer time to, uh, the early morning and that's, that's been useful. And even like the, the, the order in which I do things, you know, my spiritual director has been suggesting, you know, switching things up as far as the order of when I do my prayer book, my morning prayers, and when I you know, do my silence. And so, you know, I, I think that even within moving some of those prayer practices to the morning, there's some space to play around with that. But that's been a really helpful thing for me over the past three, four months, as I've really kind of staked out a space in our house, uh, a corner where I just have a chair to sit in and to have some silence. Um, you know, that's, that's been really good for me. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, I've in the past, I've practiced uh, centering prayer. I've had a prayer word and I, I still am doing that to a certain degree, but I am experimenting a lot more with uh, breathing prayer. And so that, that could be a number of different things that could be just, you know, taking a deep breath, you know, in and exhaling it really slowly. Uh, other people do like a more structured breathing where they, uh, breathe in for like four seconds. They hold it for seven. They exhale for eight. Um, you know, Martin Laird goes into this, some of the details of this in his book into the silent land. And I've, I found that helpful and interesting. And I think that an anxious, uh, you know, a little bit overactive person like myself, um, I need to lean into some of that discomfort and I need to, uh, work through some of my issues with breathing prayer. Cause I, I think that the more aware I am of my breathing, it's almost like brings me back to my twenties when I had a panic attack, when I couldn't catch my breath. So there's something there. <laughs> so, you know, uh, for the new year thinking about, you know, what's, what could be a little bit uncomfortable that maybe is something I need to go through and, and process and, and work my way through. So, uh, but I think that for me, someone who came out of a fairly regimented evangelical approach to spirituality and Bible study, you know, some of the freewheeling nature of centering prayer appealed to me because it was just a prayer word. It was very simple. Uh, but you know, now at this point, I feel like a little bit of structure, a little bit of, of direction, a little bit of, you know, discomfort, um, that can be a really good thing for me too. So that's something that I've been exploring and will continue to explore into the new year. And, uh, you know, God willing a year from now, I, we can talk about, uh, how great the vaccine is. And we can talk about, you know, whether this breeding pair thing really helped me out or not. So, um, you know, the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about is just like my leisure time, right? Cause and that's the thing with smartphones is they're, you can fill them up with really fun things. You know, I've got, uh, you know, hockey articles through the, uh, athletic app. I've got, um, you know, some, yeah, I can access whatever I want through Safari. I can, you know, watch videos or look up stuff, you know, we're renovating a house. Oh my gosh, I could, you know, look up, you know, so many different tutorials about how to do stuff that I'm afraid to do, uh, cause I don't want to break stuff in our house, but you know, there's a lot of ways I could fill up my leisure time on my phone 
even though I've, you know, removed all the social media from it. And, you know, so I'm getting more intentional about, okay, you know, how am I, how am I going to use my leisure time, you know, getting outside, um, at just doing anything outside, you know, cleaning something, uh, sweeping, you know, the, the walkway in front of our house, you know, anything just to get outside and be in the sunshine a little bit is good. And, um, it helps that we have kids and, you know, we can, we can get out back and play soccer or, you know, we got a basketball net now, so we can, we can do that together and I'll just do a bunch of air balls. Right. So, um, you know, the other thing is, um, I'm working on pastels. I've been, you know, going at the art stuff for a couple of years now and pastels for at least over a year. And that's something where I want to keep practicing. I want to get a little bit better at it. I want to make it more relaxing. I think that right now I'm, I'm still pretty tense when I do pastels. So it's not a very, <laughs> not a very relaxing exercise. And people talk about how relaxing art is. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I, I, uh, you know, see this guy making these effortless strokes across the, uh, across the paper, the pastel paper. And I can't, and I make these like smudges. So I, I want to work on my technique, but I also want to work on just relaxing and enjoying it and, and having fun with it. And I think that's, you know, just being more intentional about relaxing when I do pastels, I've, I've noticed that it's easier to do already because it's easier to make some of those lighter strokes if I'm not quite as uptight. So, um, that's going to be a work in progress, I bet, but I, I really want to keep making like leisure time space for that. And, you know, I've, I've found myself while I'm not opposed to watching television shows and things like that. Um, honestly, I've been a lot more drawn to pastels and, you know, I, I want that simplicity instead of engaging in a, you know, more complex narrative. And, you know, and finally just, you know, reading a bit, you know, uh, I, I try to keep my Kindle stocked with books either from the library or from the Kindle deals and, um, and have a mix of, of things that are, that are enjoyable. Uh, I love, I love history books. I have a couple of history books on there. Uh, I've got uh, tiny habits by BJ Fogg, which is a little bit more of like in that, you know, self-improvement vein, but you know, just interesting research-based stuff. I, I love nonfiction like that. Uh, so keeping, keeping some history handy, keeping some, you know, self-improvement stuff handy that I, that I enjoy. And, you know, the occasional zany PG Wodehouse novel or, uh, you know, or, you know, some kind of narrative nonfiction that's, you know, that's a little bit more on the lighter side of things. So, um, keeping a mix of things handy. Obviously, there's a bunch of Merton now and <laughs> stuff on my on my Kindle these days. So um, I think for me, it's it's more important to have you know two or three or four books that I can really get into and and enjoy and switch back and forth with. So um, I'm trying to be more intentional about just being aware of of what I want to read and what I'm enjoying and having a little bit of a mix. And and you know when I have some free time, not turning to my phone first, but turning to uh, my Kindle and turning to a book, I'm not turning to like a documentary like I might do on Netflix, but turning to a book. So, uh, and then, you know, the, the other couple things I'm trying out that have been really good lately, uh, I took advantage of a news, you know, a newspapers, uh, online discount sale. Uh, so I've got the Washington post now that I can read digitally. And that's been really good for me because, you know, social media, it's, I know it's a terrible way to get the news. And so I switched to, uh, to CNN and NPR and, 
I felt like with NPR, I felt like I was missing things. It just wasn't enough on there. Could be wrong about that, but I started going to CNN and there's just a bazillion ads and, you know, it's all, I mean, you know, it's, it's reliable information, I think, but you know, there's a lot of ads. There's a lot of, uh, you know, clickbaity. Yeah. It's like a lot of clickbait content. And I caught myself getting really distracted by that. So I wanted to get out of that ad driven ecosystem a bit. And, you know, I grew up as a kid reading the newspaper, so it's, it feels a little bit like a return to me. And so I can keep up on current events in a few minutes each day, uh, without getting bombarded with ads and getting sucked into, you know, rabbit holes and things like that. So, um, so far, so good with that. We'll see how that goes. You know, I don't want to uh, be a, a news junkie, but I want to find a way, a sustainable way just to keep informed without getting uh, bombarded with social media or clickbait headlines and ads. Um, and then the last thing I've been trying out, and I think I'll, you know, try to keep this up for the new year, is just waiting on social media until later in the day. And, you know, I, there are, there are highs and lows <laughs> in my own social media use. Um, the fact that I've gone kind of not quite cold Turkey, but I've, you know, kind of went from indulgence to like the pulling back. I mean, it shows you that I don't have this great mastery, right? Like I need to have boundaries and limits. I don't have a great off switch. And I think that's, you know, that's true for a lot of people because it's designed to not have an off switch. It's designed to be, um, attractive and indulgent. And, um, so I'm, I'm not going to worry too much about that, but I think that um, waiting until later in the day has been a really good thing for me because I can do the other stuff that really matters and is really important earlier in the day. And later in the day when I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit worn down or I'm not as productive, maybe not as sharp, that, that might be a time just to, to hop on social media to you know, see what some of the people I follow or have to say. I mean, I, I value the people I follow on social media. I follow a lot of really smart, um, insightful uh, Christian leaders and um, social justice advocates and uh, scholars. You know, I, I value the people that I follow. I try to be really careful about uh, who I, I follow on social media. But, and I, yeah, I have friends, I have other contacts that I'm, I'm interested in what they have to say and what they think. But uh, I also want to keep good limits around that. And that's, you know, that, that timing of waiting till later in the day has been a helpful uh, tool for me as I go along. So that's, that's kind of my plan. It's been my ongoing plan and my developing plan. Um, you know, I, I, I believe in starting small and working on, you know, working on growing it, you know, for me over in 2020, you know, one of the things I, I really had to do was just say, you know what, I, to a certain degree, I am who I am and I like certain things and don't like certain things. And how can I develop healthy habits around the things that I'm already drawn to? How can I grow in a healthier direction? So, you know, one of the things was, uh, you know, my family got me an exercise bike for my birthday. And that's been something that, um, it just simplifies a lot of things for me because I can exercise, uh, with a lot more flexibility around the weather, uh, whether or not the kids are, are home or not, or with them with the kids, I can just take the kids, you know, down to where the exercise bike is and turn them loose on my tools. And, you know, we're all good. Uh, I can usually get 15 to 20 minutes at least out of something like that. So, um, you know, figure out just what, what works around 
uh, our life right now because there's a lot of things we can't do. And so trying to figure out what's doable, what do I, what do I like? And then, you know, building, building around that. And I'll be honest, like I started on a pretty, <laughs> pretty limited time, pretty low setting on that exercise bike because I've been more of a runner. Uh, but getting out for runs has been really hard lately just with our schedules. And, and so, you know, it, it just felt like this was a good, a good change to make. And it took time to, to build up to a place where I'm a little bit more competent at it, but, um, that's, that's a place where I've been able to grow. So, you know, as you look ahead to the new year, like don't get overwhelmed with all the stuff you want to do, or you feel like you should do, but, you know, just think about what what worked over the past year and what didn't work and how can you make, you know, one or two incremental changes to try to, you know, build on those things that are good and, and life-giving and restorative to your soul. How can you make that space each day and then, and then just grow it a little bit? How can, you know, start out with a few minutes of silence in the morning and then each week add a, add a minute, you know, that's, that's how a lot of people have done it. That's how I've done it. And maybe, you know, maybe this is a little too cliche or a little too trendy of me, but I really do believe that, you know, using this new year as a, as a point for reflection and, and prayer and thought about, you know, what, what this new year could be and how you can be intentional. Um, this is an opportunity. It's a really good opportunity. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we, we want to leave behind us in 2020, but you know, there are lessons to be, to be learned and to, um, ponder before we, you know, leave them in our, in the dust behind us. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. And we look, I look forward to, uh, posting some new episodes of the podcast in the new year. And, uh, if you're, if you're on Amazon, I'm going to have some free Kindle, uh, eBooks on, uh, January 1st and January 2nd for the new year. Uh, so keep an eye out for those. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.